hey, Jim, look around the room right now. Everyone is here because of you. The moment I heard those words, it changed everything for me. And yet it changed nothing because I truly am what I always felt I was. I'm the connector. That clarity is what brings me to you and what drives this show, the Remote Start Podcast. Here, I connect my lifelong passion for bringing people together with my love of business and branding in hopes that these talks might better connect your community with what your company is all about. So let's figure out your brand. Let's figure out the target audience you want to serve and how we can use these two things to create an incredibly strong community for your business. I'm your host, Jim Doyon. Let's get something started. What is up, Remote Start Nation? Let's get something started. I'm Jim Doyon, your host, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Remote Start. For those of you that have been listening to the show for a while, you already know that I'm extremely passionate about connecting brands to community and creating experiences. Anytime I get the chance to talk to others who are in this space and get as excited as I do about this topic, I'm on another level. So with that little lead in, I hope you can tell I'm super geeked about today's episode when I get to interview the founder and CEO of Rello, a Utah-based marketing agency that's focused on helping great businesses scale. Stuart Derman has been in the marketing game for a long time. He's owned his own brand for two years, and he's the founder of the Wasatch Mountain Film Festival that works with outdoor adventure filmmakers from all over the globe. Today, him and I are going to be discussing building a brand, creating experience, and thinking beyond your logo. So with that said, I want to welcome Stuart to the show. Stuart, welcome to the Remote Start Nation. Thanks so much for having me, Jim. Absolutely, man. I am so excited to have you. And, you know, most of our nation, just to give you a little heads up, we, Stuart and I had about a 10 minute call before this. And I, we've already talked about meeting afterwards because I think he's a good, good super good dude. And I think we could talk for hours, but we're going to try to break down some really good value for you here in the next half an hour. Um, so yeah, Stuart, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked to have you on the show. No, really appreciate it. Really excited part of this. And uh, yeah, excited to chat. Awesome. And by the way, man, I noticed from LinkedIn, you started the company two years ago in January. So happy two year anniversary. Thank you. Yeah, it's been an exciting ride. And I'm two years in, it's, uh, it's fun. We're enjoying it. What's the number one thing that gets you excited every day about running your company? Well, I, I work in marketing. And so, you know, one of the things is just so fun is, we work with so many different clients from all around the world and they're just so different, right? I love the intricacies of learning about a new business or even differences between businesses in the same space. And there's always something new, right? There's always a new challenge thing that you got to solve. It's never the same thing. So true. I feel you there on that. That's uh, one of the things that I love it though. It's always different. It's always a different challenge. So tell us more about Rello and what you guys do. Yeah, so Rello is a, is a marketing agency that works a little bit different than most. And um, the reason that is, is what we do is we like to focus on building systems to help companies scale, right? There's a lot of people who will run ads. There's a lot of people who will do SEO work or branding work. Um, but the reality is when the company is looking to grow, they need to have systems and processes in place to be able to handle leads, make sure that they're handled efficiently, and be able to connect with those uh, those prospects as they come in and ultimately close those deals for them. 
So with that, we help companies with all the intricacies come along with building that business and increasing their lead flow and making sure that all of those sales are, are happening and everything's tracked as trackable as possible. And you can really build a scalable platform without having to scale your expenses. I love that. And I can't wait to hear more about that as, as we continue to talk. So how'd you get started? Let's talk about what you did before and, and how you started your own brand. Yeah. So, I mean, I got my start uh, working in tech startups on the, on the in-house marketing side um, and then eventually transitioned over uh, to the agency side where I got to a place where I was running a digital department in another agency, but just realized there was such an opportunity to help these brands. If we kind of adjusted the way that we were working with them. So that's where I kind of got the idea to start Rello, changing the model a little bit and, uh, you know, Fortunately, like you said, two years later, here we are, we're working with some great clients. And um, so it's kind of proven that there, there really is a niche the marketplace uh, for what we're doing. That's awesome, man. We had talked a little bit before about building a brand and, and it means, you know, it, it means investing in tactics that don't necessarily have a, a direct ROI. What do you mean by that? Explain that a little bit more for the audience. Yeah, so there's, there's with marketing, you're dealing with emotion, right? And so there's intangibles when it comes to emotion. There's all different things that we can track these days. We can track clicks coming from an ad to a landing page, the leads to sales. But there's always this piece that we just can't quite quantify. And what's happened, I think, over the last six or seven years, a lot, of, a lot of companies have gotten lazy thinking that, you know, you could just pump a bunch of money into Facebook and Instagram and print money on the back end. And the reality is we've seen a huge change ever since uh, Apple's iOS 14 update, where ultimately these platforms that were just delivering results that seem to could it be true, they're not anymore. And the brands, the, the, or the companies, I should say, that haven't put in the hard work on building their brand and investing in tax tactics and assets that really connect with people on an emotional level, they're getting crushed there now. And yeah. they're realizing that they, they have a lot of work ahead of them to, uh, to build up an effective marketing program uh, where they didn't have to necessarily go to that level of depth in the past to get some level of success. So talk to me about, you know, what you walk your clients through and some of the tactics and some of, you know, this, this system that you, they need to build on to, in, in order to improve their brand. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely going to be elements of this that are, are different from, from company to company in their space, how they interact with clients, whether they're B2B, B2C. Um, but from a foundational level, we, we start with really doing good quality in-depth research on the consumers, getting back to basics marketing that people have just not been implementing for a long time, which is really understanding, you know, who, who is the ideal consumer? And what is it that they're looking for? What is their journey? Who are they considering along the way? How are they going about that process of evaluating who they want to purchase from? And then building a plan around that rather than saying, here's some tactics we want to implement. Let's run with, well, let's run with those. We, we take that step back and look at how people are actually doing that process of figuring out what they want to buy and how they want to go about buying it. And build something that is suited to the way that the consumer is already looking. Because if you have to, if, if you're trying to educate and can drive a consumer that's not already looking for something in the way that they want to be reached, 
that's a whole other mountain to climb that most brands don't have the resources to, to properly execute on. That's I, I think to your point there, before a brand spends money on advertising, they need to do a serious, serious stop and think about who their customer is. And not only who their customer is, but where their customer is hanging out, what they're doing. Who's a, I like to look at it like that the customer, where their customer is at, as well as what's above the customer, what, what organizations they belong in, what groups they're hanging out in, and then below, like, you know, are, do they have kids? Do they have pets? Do they have, like, who else is in their environment to truly understand and then go spend the money on advertising? Exactly. And I, I, see, I see it all the time. Customers come to me and say, hey, we spent so much money on advertising and, you know, we haven't been able to do X, Y, and Z that we wanted to do. And it's like, okay, the agency you went with, what, what do they do? Well, they just, we had a five-minute call on, on what we wanted to accomplish and they started spending money. Well, and, you know, I, I, can't, I can't say it's entirely on the fault of the agency. I think there's a lot of agencies out there that, you know, they're not, they're, the people they're talking to, because they don't understand the work that needs to be put in, I think they're also put in a position where it's like, hey, here's an opportunity for us to bring on a new client. They don't really want to invest in all this background work to make the campaign successful. They just want to run something. And, you know, there's a mentality, it's going to run with us or it's going to run with someone else. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think what needs to happen is um, agencies kind of need to step up to the plate and start bringing their expertise rather than being order takers. I couldn't agree with you more. Something that you and I talked about a little bit before that I know we, uh, we hear a lot about, and I've talked a lot about it on the show, Remote Star Nation. You've heard me talk about your, your logo isn't just your brand. There's way more behind your brand than your logo. And, you know, to your point, Stuart, you wanted to talk about investing in experience. And I love, love this topic. And I'd love to hear you talk more about this. Yeah. I mean, the experience is everything, right? Like you mentioned, I, I ran the Wasatch Mountain Film Festival in addition to my agency. And that's all about experience. It's about storytelling, getting people, people ultimately connect with stories. Right. right? And so if you can, if you can tell a story, if you can share an experience with someone, they're going to connect with who you are, who your brand is. They understand you. And I believe that as people, we all want to work with people that we can identify with. We can understand. It reduces the friction in the relationship so much and just makes it a natural, a natural conversation of, yeah, of course I'm going to work with you. Of course I'm going to go buy that product that's, you know, 30% higher in cost because I identify with that brand. I connect with it on a deep emotional level, even if I'm not aware. Yeah, so true. So when someone starts their brand and, you know, they, they have a logo that, you know, they, they had a friend do or someone else, or maybe they, they did pay an agency to do it. There's so much more that goes behind that into the identity. What are some of the things that you walk a client through when they come in and, you know, really trying to understand themselves? I, I think that starts with with really having some very deep conversations initially on who you are and what you believe, right? Because all of that gets tied into the brand. And you know, that's also that's ultimately gonna figure out your position. Because 
There's a lot of different companies out there, most likely, that do either exactly or something very similar to what you do. And it's all about your positioning. If you don't have that figured out, then you don't have anything to work on. So once you have that positioning figured out, then you can start creating content. Then you can start talking to people. You can start sharing people, sharing with people your story and why it is that they should even listen to you in the first place, right? We're all vying as marketers for, for the same people's attention again and again. And, you know, there's more as a consumer that you have to sift through on a day-to-day basis. You need to give people a reason to engage. Just because you put something in front of them doesn't mean that they're not. And again, I, I think to your point about understanding your positioning, like it goes back to, you know, really doing that deep dive to your customer and, and understanding first who you are and then really trying to figure out the perfect customer for you. And then I think a lot of that, it, it, it kind of falls into place. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And I, I also think that there's, um, you know, also an area where a lot of companies, they, they constantly feel the need to change up and switch everything that they're doing because they feel like it's getting stale. But what the reality is, what they're doing is that if they haven't had decades of brand building work put in, they're just diluting their message and they're not clarifying who they are, right? Internally, you have an idea of who you are. You've probably seen these assets again and again, but that doesn't mean that, you know, someone on the street who's seeing your ads on the first time has ever interacted with you. And you need to have all of those touch points again and again and again in order for that brand to connect with them. Right. It's about the cohesiveness of it. And, you know, I look at it too, a lot of times when, you know, brands are just starting out, companies are starting out and they, like you just said it as well, like they know internally, they feel it, they know their message or, you know, I can even tell you when my business partner and I started our clothing brand back in the day, like we handle all the customer service and we knew what to do. We knew what to say. We, we took care of everybody that came, came across and there was an issue. And a lot of times it was, we gained more clients because of the way we handled, you know, might've been a quality issue or whatever it was. The problem came when we scaled and we got to a point where we had, you know, three, four different people handling, you know, clients and customer service and whatever else. And if we didn't have steps and, and things in place for them to follow that was on brand, a lot of that brand gets lost. A lot of the, the you know, voice of the brand and the way you handle situations is, is lost because now we're working on other things within the company. So I think that's such an important thing that, that brands, every, as they scale, they have to remember. Every interaction that a person has with your company is either an opportunity to build upon the brand you've already been working on or an opportunity to tear it all down. Yes. It's a lot easier to tear it down than build it up. That's so true. You had talked about, you know, creating consistent and repeatable experience and, and that's what you do for your clients. Can you talk on, on that a little bit more? Yeah. So a lot of that comes down to understanding how, um, how consumers interact with your business. A lot of the companies we're dealing with are um, either uh, either B2B, so they're, they're dealing directly with usually C-level executives at brands, or they're direct-to-consumer, and they're going out and um, directly pulling in people and you know trying to market to them once they've captured their information. And so with that, from a digital standpoint, there are so many ways that we can impact that experience and improve it, right? Anytime there's a manual process that's in place, it's an opportunity for, like you said, someone to screw 
Yeah. And we see it time and time again. Like, for example, we do a lot of work with uh, solar companies. That's actually one of our big centralities. And in solar specifically, there are so many different pieces to that process of getting someone from, I'm interested in installing solar panels on my roof to it, it, the system's installed, it's up and running. And along that way, there are thousands of places where they can completely destroy that relationship. And those brands are, it's so expensive to acquire someone from a, a digital ad in that space that they rely heavily on referrals it from that are driven from the installs that they've already done. And so we work with those companies to make sure that they button down that process and they've got it dialed in so that way they can reduce those foul-ups and, and not just that, but create amazing experiences for them that just blow them away. That's, yeah, that's interesting. So for the Remote Star Nation listening and, and a business as a business owner, you know, l- let's hit on the touch points a little bit. So, you know, what are some of the different touch points is points that us as owners should be looking at to make sure that user experience is the you know the best it can be? Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, the second someone lands on your website, how are you communicating with them? It is are not only are things functioning properly, which it's shocking how often they're not, but how do we how do we elevate that experience? Create that you know, really, really surprises them. And then from that point that someone puts their information in, most companies think, okay, the deal's done. We've gotten their information. We can throw some salesperson out there and get and close the deal. But that's, that's where a lot of companies, I think, get it wrong is they don't invest in that part of the process from the second someone fills out a form through the sale and how do we nurture that opportunity not just how do we improve our conversion rate but how do we create better experiences so that when the, the second that someone onboarded on say a SaaS product they're they're thrilled they're excited they're not okay we made it across the finish line and we have access to the product now they're thrilled to use it and they're going to refer all their friends and that is so important and so what are some so what are some things I'm with you and I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off there. Yeah. What are some things on that point? So you, you've got someone interested, they filled out your form. Like what are some touch point? What are some things that you can do to increase that experience where they're going to be absolutely thrilled? Yeah. So there's a few ways. I mean, all of this ultimately comes back to having really good technology in place. So we use HubSpot, we use active campaign. There's a bunch of different automation tools. Um, that we work with heavily, but nurturing people along the way, having systems in place where, um, you know, the second that something is done from, you know, an implementation standpoint on the business end, it notifies people, you know, you get a nice email from someone that, you know, at the company saying, Hey, we know, you know, we're working on your, your project and this piece just got done. Just wanted to give you a heads up that this is happening. It's amazing how those little emails, those little touch points along a complicated onboarding process can just completely change someone's perspective. Like communication is usually the breakdown of most, for most bad interactions, right? And so if we can reduce that, then people are going to be thrilled. Yeah. And also reduce businesses' expenses because you're not having to pay for a mountain of customer service. A lot of times we see if we can get ahead, like for our agency, if, if we can communicate before 
the customer has to ask a question, you know, and for us, in my case, it's, it's with merchandise, right? So if we can let a customer know like, hey, this is where your order's at. This is the expected due date to deliver. They're stoked. They're so stoked. Clarity. Yeah. And it's, it's, you're right. To your point, it's simple. It's not, it, that, that's the thing that blows my mind about it is it's not a complex concept. It's just not done very well in a lot of companies. And so that's really where, where we find like there's so much value in helping brands figure that piece out. And, you know, we, there, there's a lot of areas where, you know, we'll help them. Part of it is on, you know, building those systems. Part of it is, you know, working with creative agencies to up their design. Um, and then also, you know, there's also a sales consultant piece of it too, where a lot of sales reps, they're not necessarily trained on the brand, right? They're trained on the product. They're trained on how to sell the product, but they don't necessarily know, okay, what is this brand value? How, how do I apply that? in whatever situation that I'm facing. That's huge. That's a great call. It's those touch points and, and what we're doing and he, every person in the company being on the same page. You know, and, and honestly, it goes back to what we said in the beginning. It's like having that, you know, like brand guidelines or, you know, understanding your position, understanding your, your values and everything else that goes into your brand and how the rest of the company sees that. Absolutely. That's uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. This is this has been great. Let's talk about you know with with you mentioned earlier, you know about Facebook and and Apple the um you know the new what was it again that you had mentioned? Yeah, it was with, updated from a couple of years. Yeah, so you know what that's done is it's it's made brands really have to to try harder on to to reach their audience, right? So what are some of the things that you're seeing in, in, you know, maybe upcoming this year, 2023, that brands need to be on the lookout for and, and start to really think about as, you know, trying to get in front of their audience? Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely some brands that have had a bigger struggle with this than others on who they're trying to reach. But the big thing that I think people need to get back to remember is what are they putting out there, right? They're... Is is there is the message really resonating with people? Are you actually testing that, or are you just guessing? Mm -hmm. um, because you, I think what we've learned in the past couple of years is we can't just afford to guess anymore, right? We can't hit publish the campaign and say, yeah, we'll make adjustments later. We have to do the hard work up front of figuring out what the right thing to put in in front of the audience. Then we'll refine from there the intricacies of because there's always things that could be improved, but you can't have these broad campaigns that get pushed out and say, yes, get more specific. What do you think for brands this year, uh, for direct to consumer brands, what do you think is going to be the best way to get in front of their audience from like what platform, I should say? I actually would make the argument that direct to consumer brands need to get back to more experiential marketing rather than digital. I would, as a shop that does a ton of digital work, I don't believe that that can profitably be your primary source of, of customer acquisition anymore. Um, I, I've seen so many brands get crushed because the numbers just don't work and they, the cost per clicks get more expensive every year. There's just more competition for the same number of impressions. 
That's, uh, I couldn't agree more, first of all. And I think that's something that, number one, from a brand standpoint, getting in front face-to-face in that experiential marketing stance and getting to talk to your customer and understand how they react to your brand, not from behind a computer, but face-to-face, I think is priceless. I think it's something that no matter where your brand's at in a in level of growth, I feel it's something that should always be done. And that's I, what you just said as well, right? Yeah, and I, I think that digital definitely, don't get me wrong, digital definitely still has its place. But I, I see digital now, uh, when I say that specifically social media and any kind of pay-per-click display advertising, I see that as more of a nurturing opportunity to mm. stay top of mind than prospecting, right? New, new people you haven't interacted with, you shouldn't be trying to reach them all through digital traffic acquisition. The numbers just aren't going to work from a customer acquisition standpoint. You need to have impactful experiences that drive consumers to really have a strong connection who you are. And even there to that point, when you're there in front of those, those customers, it's having, again, the different touch points set up to have the best experience they can. And that's, you know, are you doing giveaways? Are you doing, you know, capturing email and, and letting them know you're going to follow up with some value for them? And, you know, what's going to come after that interaction? And I, I see firsthand a lot of companies, they miss out on that. They might even go set up a booth somewhere and go advert or market. And then like, okay, you gave away a bunch of product, but how are you following up? How do you know who you just gave that to? Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on. I think the... um if, if, if we can kind of reduce all of these thoughts and stand to two things, I think it's uh, really going to be intentionality behind what you're doing and having the sophistication to handle all of that frank. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. That's spot on. Um, what are, I, I have a couple of questions here. We don't have much more time, but you know, number one, before I get into the last couple of questions, let people know where they can find you. Yeah. So um, you can find me um, at, uh, at Rello. So RelloAgency.com is our website. Uh, you can also follow us on LinkedIn. We're pretty active there. Um, and you can find me personally um, on Instagram, just at Stuart Derman. Is that, is, do you have like on your website is if people want to connect with you, is it a form they fill out? Is Do they call? Yeah, What's so the if you just way? go to, we have request a proposal right at the top of our, of our homepage and our menu or contact us through a contact page. Um, that's the best way for us to kind of start the process and evaluate uh, if we're fit or if there's an opportunity for partnership. Awesome. So we talked a little bit about, you know, what's the best for direct to consumer um, you know, in, in this year coming up and, and the best way to get in front of their audience, what do you think, uh, you know, from a B2B standpoint, what, what should businesses be doing to get in front of their customer? You know, I think the, um, I think as much as people like to say that email is dead, there is still such a powerful opportunity when done right and not in a spammy way. Um, I think email to generate real person-to-person conversations. Um, the days of the old email blast, I think, are dying, but building real personal connections and, and being authentic about it, yeah. right? Don't send, don't send to a list of 10,000 people and hope for a response. Build intentional email lists 
and reach out to people who you think are actually good fit and and know that they are based on several categories that you define. That's that's a good call. I I, I just had another interview for the podcast that'll that uh is gonna air around the same time as this that I I spoke with a gentleman that that's what he does is email marketing and it was a big topic that you know people think email's dead, but in all reality it's it's still there if you can learn how to have the right conversation. And it's still one of the primary drivers of new new customer acquisition for a ton of businesses. Absolutely. So we talked about a lot today. We went through a lot of it fast. If there's one ending statement, one thing that you want to make sure that the Remote Start Nation listens to and, and can put into action right away that we talked about today or something we didn't hit on, what would that be? I, I would say that it's, it's building intelligent marketing systems. It's being very intentional and thoughtful about how you're going about connecting with consumers and building systems around it. One-off campaign, one-off anything doesn't work that well if you're really trying to scale. You know, if you want to grow your business, you need to, pr- you need to produce reliably predictable results and you have to build systems in order to make that. Excellent. One last question. When you're working music or no music. Oh, definitely music. And what would that music choice be? I, I love EDM music while I'm working. That, that is the only thing I, I don't like lyrics. I just like a good beat and I, I can work all day. That's awesome, man. I, I'm, I listen to all kinds of different music, but lately I've been on a total EDM and chill kick where it's a yep. lot of beats. Like it's very just, you get in the, t- the rhythm and you just go. Yep. When yep. you're skiing. That's exactly. Oh, and, and when I'm skiing, that's, that's pretty <laughs> Awesome. Well, Stuart, I, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us today. I, I really appreciate it, man. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Jim. Really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to chatting soon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Remote Start Nation, I hope you learned as much as I did today and you can put some of the value that Stuart shared to work for you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you all for joining me on this journey as I help you to start a business, grow your brand, and create your desired lifestyle. Remember, leave a comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share this episode with your community who you think could learn from what you heard today. Until next time, go start something, start today, and go build the lifestyle you desire by taking action. Well, we've come to the end of another episode. I want to thank you for allowing me to share my passion of bringing people together through business and branding in hopes to connect you with your community. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Woodward Movement, the leader in brand identity, branded merchandise, and brand delivery. Check out our remotestartpodcast.com for more episodes and our social channels to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover our fantastic free resources to help you build a strong community for your business. I'm Jim Doyon. Thank you for connecting.